Your retirement date is finally here. You're free from the daily grind and it's easy street for you. Or is it? On today's show, we'll highlight some smart money moves to get you through the first five years of retirement. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. Welcome in to Your Powerful Legacy Radio with Christina Ping. Welcome. We're ready to go and to get into another conversation. This is Your Powerful Legacy Radio with Christina Ping Kepperling. She's the CEO of Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. She's the author of the book, The Retirement Train, and this firm is growing now with offices in Lexington and Louisville. Christina, how are you today? We are getting right along. Just great to be here with you always, Dave. Well, it is great to be with you, too, to get good information for us out and many things to think about uh, in the retirement universe. And we're going to talk about when you uh, are just entering retirement. Those are the fun years. Those are the go-go years. You just got some things that uh, you want to make sure the listeners, as you do with your clients, are aware of and take into consideration. Like, I guess when you first retire, then then you've got some bit of time on your hands and you start seeing things that, oh, I could do this project, that project, this project. Just watch the cost on that. I call this the extended honeydew list. Oh my gosh. I think it it happens more often than not. And I get folks that'll retire and their list of the things they want to do to their home just goes through the roof because they didn't have the time and the energy. And I mean, it's just hilarious to watch people go into this next stage. And that's part of the go-go too. You know, you want to get a new roof or you want to put some wallpaper up or maybe you want to paint the entire house or whatever it may be. Maybe you need a new car and these can be some really giant costs right after you retire. And let's eliminate this nasty surprise. So first off, if you intend to sell your home or downsize, for example, ask a local agent about the unforeseen costs. This will help prevent this problem. And I know that you want to make these changes immediately when you retire, but I think one of the best things that we can say is to just stand still for the first six months, stand still, get your feet under you. It's a huge change and it's the rest of your life. So let's take a moment and make it the best of your life. Yeah. Just take it all in. One thing's for sure though, and this goes to ties to cost too, just making sure you don't overspend is that when you retire, you find that every day is Saturday, every day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's that's when we spend the most the money, right? <laughs> on the weekends. It is. And what do you do on Saturdays? I know I personally like to get up and go for a walk, you know, get a little bit of time out there. I put my dog in the stroller and have a good time. But on Saturdays, it's freedom. And when you have that everyday freedom, I think that people sometimes indulge a little bit more than what they had originally planned for. So, you know, taking a trip, throwing a party, some extra streaming services or two or three, and Mm -hmm. just don't go hog wild. Let's keep it nice and calm. By all means, celebrate. I want you to enjoy yourself. But the first five years of retirement, people tend to blow wads of cash because it brings them pleasure. It is fun to spend money. I'm not going to even disagree with that one in any way whatsoever. It's amazing how good people can be at spending money. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. And it's a very different feeling because you go from having that paycheck to needing that mailbox money, something that's going to come to you. And we want to make sure that you're not going to outlive your income. Well, that's it. And of course, that's part of the, um, the all the strategies that Christina will talk to you about. Speaking of streaming services, I need to go through and clean up again because somebody will tell me about a movie or a show. And if I don't have it, I get it. And then I realize later, I don't ever watch this after that. I never watch it again. So yeah, it's always good to do an inventory. <laughs> Speaking of a review or an inventory, what do, you, what do you go over with your clients, like with their life insurance? They may have had it for years, but, you know, life insurance has really evolved into with so many more options. Do you review that right at retirement? I think you should be reviewing your life insurance all throughout your life. That's why it's called life insurance. Right. <laughs> True. But most retirees bought their life insurance decades ago. So you're accustomed to just paying that premium and you don't even know what's going on. Maybe you should know what's going on. What type of insurance do you have? Do you have temporary insurance, which is term insurance? And let's jump on that subject for just a moment. There's a motivational speaker that's on the radio quite a bit that only by term. That's the way that it is. I couldn't disagree more. That's ridiculous. There is no one size fits all. And if you 
do not have the money to pay for your final expenses, whole life insurance and buying it as young as possible will be as inexpensive as possible. And I'll just give you an example. My my two older sons have life insurance, a $100,000 whole life policy. We're paying $18 a month because I bought them oh, when wow. they were young. They were in grade school. And after the 20th year, it's paid up. So if you just do a tiny little bit of math right there, so 18 times 12 is $216 a year times 20, that's $4,320 on a $100,000 life paid up policy. Wow. It doesn't get any smarter than that. No. So for someone who's telling you buy temporary only and invest the difference, well, they're not buying it right. You can have a hybrid of things, maybe some universal, maybe some whole, maybe some term. Term is meant to cover temporary costs or expenses like your mortgage. If you get a mortgage for 30 years, you probably want to get a term life insurance policy for 30 years. That way, if one of you passes away, then the mortgage is paid for. That's one of the best examples that I can give. And then also if you have a child. It's an excellent idea to purchase a 20 to 25 year term because that child will probably be 20 to 25 years old by the time they're going to be dependent or independent enough to be out on their own. Mm -hmm. So while they're your dependent, having life insurance to cover those expenses, if they needed to go to someone else, that's an important thing to have. So that's a good idea for term. But as far as these lifelong expenses, or perhaps you're going to use it as an investment, do you know that life insurance is the only way that you can exercise the tax code 7702 for tax-free retirement savings. Yeah. This is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's not because you need life insurance. We're not talking about death benefit, but it's a vessel. And if you've not discussed Income. that with a professional, you're missing the boat. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are so many things you can, you can do now with life and it made it more like life insurance. So that's definitely a good time to do just one of the reviews. Don't stop there because it should be reviewed uh, periodically. Um, looking at what to consider when you first enter retirement with Christina, who can be reached with a phone call or a text to 800-832-1100. You can call it, you can text. If you do uh, text, enter keyword powerful to 800-832-1100. Now, um, this is kind of a touchy subject, and I know you're not a marriage counselor, but gray divorce is unfortunately a thing now. But um, I would think maybe it, it would behoove you to exhaust all efforts before entering that because that can really wreak havoc on your retirement. It can. There are so many different reasons that people get a divorce, but the number one reason that people get a divorce is a financial problem between them not being on the same page. And I see this on a regular basis. So not necessarily being a counselor for marriage, but I think a referee on finances <laughs> okay, might be a little bit go. better. And I get folks that you've been working your whole life and you've been saving your whole life, but you've been doing it separately because you probably had separate 401ks or IRAs because they are separate. They're at your own employer. And then when it comes time to put all that together and have that discussion of you've just been paying the bills, maybe you have an agreement that everything goes in the same account and you pay the bills out, or maybe each of you pay certain bills. There's no wrong way. What's best for you and your family and your household is what you should do. But when we're talking about retirement, Folks will come in and we're talking about what does your retirement lifestyle look like? Spending and saving lifestyles and points of view are very different when you sit down and start to put them on paper. And a divorce can impact taxes adversely mm -hmm. and not produce as much savings in everyday expenses. This is a big deal. There's a the number one thing that I hear is that let's just say that you've saved, you know, a million, million and a half dollars in your 401k. You get a divorce, your spouse gets half of that in a qualified domestic relation order yeah. to pull that out. Don't do it wrong. If you're having to get a divorce, you know, first off, rethink it. Why did you fall in love with that person in the first place? We all grow and we all change. Perhaps we can try and grow together again. I know I have, I've been divorced myself. My husband has not. He's widowed. And divorce is really, really hard. <clears throat> just like marriage is really hard. Mm -hmm. Choose your hard. It's mm. just like being overweight is hard, but being fit is hard. You just choose your heart. It's that choice every single day. And I don't remember who it was that told me that, but it's stuck with me for years. You just choose your difficult mm -hmm. and it is an everyday choice. And I think that choosing to respect and love your spouse 
and enjoy the rest of your life like that commitment that you made. I think that's a really good choice. Just a minute here, but don't want to leave out the fact that the uh, the uh, the vultures are there waiting for you when you first retire. Those vultures being the now more clever in a bad way scammers. Watch out for them. Watch out. According to the FBI, cybercrime cost Americans age 50 and up almost $3 billion in 2021. So Mm, once you retire, fight off fraud with more vigilance than ever. Let me give you an example. If you receive a statement, let's say that you receive a statement from ABC Financial Company on your retirement and it's in the mail. If anyone ever calls you on your phone and says, I'm with ABC Retirement, can you verify your social security number? Please do not do that, folks. They will always send you something in writing and have you contact them or they will go through your advisor, your agent, whomever it is that is taking care of that information. The police will never call you and ask for a credit card. Your bank will never call you and ask you for information. They will do this in writing or in person. So just be extra vigilant. Let's make sure and keep you safe. Absolutely. And with all that in mind, enjoy. (laughs) You're retired. Yay, freedom. Uh, How do you get there? How do you get on track? Well, Christina's all about the on-track retirement system and the right strategies for you. Here's that chance to schedule with Christina at no cost and no obligation. That's right, folks. And we are giving away 10 time slots this week. This is something that we are so passionate about, giving these reviews to our community. And if you do give us a call or drop the word powerful in a text, 800-832-1100, we will hold a slot for you. Let's get you scheduled to come in and see if you are on track, yes or no. And for some of you out there that you may already have something in force, but you feel like you might be missing something. We've had a conversation that hit a hot spot with you and you just want a second look, we'd be more than happy to give that to you. So just again, pick up the phone, give us a call or drop the word powerful in a text, 800-832-1100. Because it is a comprehensive review, we're talking about sitting down and talking about you and helping to determine, working together to determine the best strategies for you to not only get you on track to your retirement, but through your retirement as we just looked at the early phase there, the go-go years, but through what could be a 30-plus year retirement, 800-832-1100. You can call that. Just leave your information. They'll get back with you and get you in front of Christina at a time convenient for you. You can also text the word powerful to 800-832-1100 and talk about your retirement great second opinion opportunity also of course and really getting a better handle on where you are now to determine if you're on track 800-832-1100 there's more of the show to come lots more after the break christina what are we into It's beginning to feel like the worst of the pandemic is behind us. It's moving forward. Some old retirement rules, they need a bit of revision. When we come back, new rules for your post-pandemic retirement strategy. We're back. It's Your Powerful Legacy Radio with Christina Ping Kepperling. Over 15 years experience in Central Kentucky helping so many. And by the way, you enjoy Christina on the radio? You can catch her on TV as well. Saturday nights at 7, WTBQ 36, the ABC affiliate. Well, uh, well, you said it, Christina. We're, we're hoping that the worst is over uh, with the pandemic. So now... Uh, that and, well, legislation from Washington, uh, just time, generational changes, they've kind of, they're, they've created new rules in retirement. I'd love to throw some of these at you and just to get your take on it. Old rule, new rule for retirement strategies. For instance, what do you think of this one? Old rule, make retirement savings your number one priority. New rule, Make paying off debt, especially high interest, a priority. And that probably means that we've probably racked up more debt than our our parents did. Well, a lot of people racked up debt during the pandemic because you did not have a way to earn some extra funds or maybe you were out of work for a while. And how can you possibly save? You know, I see why that's an old rule. How can you save when you're paying all this really high interest debt? Right. And... Talking about debt is a very touchy subject sometimes, especially when I'm in with married couples and people want to talk about debt like it's a bad thing, like it's a dirty word. I think it's just a normal everyday thing, just like when you're 
over 50, you go in and get your colonoscopy. I mean, it's a poopy situation to talk about, but let's talk about your debt just the same. You know, same type of difference. And it's okay. You can laugh. That is so funny. But the longer you wait to get rid of debt, the more likely it will hinder your retirement savings goal. So let's put that into a little bit of a perspective here. What if you have a credit card and it's going to take you five years to pay it off or more and you're paying 18% interest? Mm. That interest is definitely going to outpace the interest that you could be earning within your retirement savings. So it's best to just stop for a moment, put that money aside and get it paid down off the principal of that debt, eliminate that debt and that very high interest. And then boom, you can pick up your savings. Then you can actually take what you were paying in the credit card bill and what you were planning to save and put that together and then double up on the savings and start earning interest on that. So there's some different ways to discuss making sure that you're I guess, uh, you know, mitigating the debt. I don't, I don't know what's the best way to say it other than every person is completely different. It's okay if you have debt. Again, it's a poopy situation, but let's just talk mm-hmm. about it and get it right yeah. there out in the middle of everything and be done. Let's address it immediately. There is no one size fits most. I've heard several different ways, again, from these motivational speakers and they tell you the best way to pay off debt. This is just generalized information. Let's sit down and have a real discussion about what debt is going to do to impact your retirement savings. Absolutely. Knock it out. You can save more. Just look at it strategically. Christina can work with you on that. Looking at old rule and new rule, new rules now, and especially post-pandemic, as we are uh, coming out of that now, uh, old rule. Here's one on homeownership. Your home is a great retirement investment. New rule. Your home is not a great retirement investment. I, I mean, or or just overall strategic move. I think when we were talking about the old rule that your home is a great retirement investment, it's that people did not have mortgages that were as long. If you think back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s, people were only borrowing their money for 10 to 15 years maximum. And so those homes were paid for and you were having retirement savings come along after that, but not having the mortgage payment, I guess, is probably the differential between how it used to be and how it really is now. Now, your home, it is an asset, but it's illiquid, meaning you can't quickly access the equity that you should need, should you need some cash. And most Americans, their home is their biggest asset. And We may have years of real estate growth and then significant pullbacks, long-term recessions in the real estate market. When you need the money, it could hurt you very badly if you had to sell and downsize in this type of a market. And and unlike the stocks, your home is not liquid, so it could take years to sell. And I'll give you an example. So most people, they have a starter home in their 20s and maybe even early 30s, maybe by your mid to late 30s or even early 40s. Your children are around teenagers and you want to move into that dream home. You know, your family's growing and the kids are getting bigger. You want to have that dream home. Well, then you get that dream home. So you're in your, let's say you're 35. So then you get a 30-year note, 45, 55, 65. You're 65 years old before that note is even paid for if you do hold on to it. Well, let's say that you need to tap into some of that equity and then unfortunately the market goes down. Because housing market, real estate market goes down, interest rates go up and down, just like everything else goes up and down. So let's say that you're on the downside, you're 65, you need to sell and access some of that equity and get into something else. That's a bad deal. Well, let's say that it's the opposite, that it's up and you sell the home, but it costs more to get into something to be able to take care of what you need. Even though you're downsizing, you're not really tapping into a lot of equity because that equity is lost in the high cost of a home. So there are so many different things to factor. We do have a real estate expert as one of our powerful partners, and we consult with her on a regular basis about rates and about pricing and what's going to be best for you. We're looking at what can be considered, could be considered new rules in retirement strategies today with Christina Payne Kepperling, 800-832-1100 is how you can sit down and talk about your strategies with Christina. That's a call to schedule or text to schedule. If you text, just enter keyword powerful, 800-832-1100. All right, this one kind of ties in with your lifestyle in retirement and keeping in mind that we aren't living longer. Old rule, you only need between 70 and 80 percent of your pre-retirement income new rule could be you may need to replace 100 percent of your pre-retirement income 
I am seeing this more and more every day. And think about that. How do you replace 100% of your income for 20 to 30 years? I mean, holy cow, the math. Let's just keep some good solid round numbers. And let's say that you're making $100,000. That's going to be before your taxes. And let's say that that's over 20 years. You do realize that's more than $2 million. Mm. That's a lot of money. And how do you tap into that? And needing 100% means because you may still have a mortgage in retirement, your vehicle and your home upkeep, maybe you're giving or spending money on grandchildren or other relatives. And it may take 100% of what you're living on before retirement, post-retirement to be able to take care of this. Now, this is a conservative approach. It won't hurt to have more saved than what you needed, but it's a pickle when it goes the other way around. Yeah, it really is. Um, and and this here's another one that goes back to saving. Um, say, oh, I'm sorry. Before that, let's go to high inflation because we've got volatility and high inflation now. Old rule: retirees should greatly reduce their exposure to stocks. New rule: retirees shouldn't shun stocks or maybe any growth element to have as one of your strategies. One of the greatest financial risks is inflation, Dave. I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. So without knowing when you'll die you do have to hedge that you'll live a long life. And about one out of every three 65-year-olds today will live past age 90. One in seven will live past age 95, according to Social Security Administration. The inflation being the peril, living too long is a risk in retirement. Yeah. You have a long, wonderful life. And you should have some different buckets, if you will, that you're saving into. So the first one should be a spending account. So you have money that is, you know, one to three years of your expenses that you need. Then you've got a short-term savings in the middle. This should not have risk exposed to it because you've got to access it to fill up your bucket as the first one is starting to deplete. That should be about another, you know, three to seven, maybe even 10 years of savings. Then the third bucket, the larger one, you're not touching it for a while. You could have a little bit more I guess, exposure, if you want to call it that way, to the volatility of the market, because then it could outpace inflation by being able to gain on that. If you just shoved all your money in CDs, there's no way you would your money would be worth so much less, because even at a 2% inflation over a 10-year period, that's 20% that your money is worth less in 10 years than what it is today. So how do you outpace that? It's not going to be with a CD. And I literally had a lady call in, and she had $8 million in CDs. There are other options to earn more interest and have an option to the upside of the market without risking your principal. So if you're still not wanting to risk your principal at all and quit giving the brick and mortar buildings, quit giving those banks all of that extra interest because, you know, they're making a lot more than you are on that CD. So let's have another solution that's more for you. And finally, and this one goes back to savings again, old rule, save at least 10% of your income for retirement. New rule could be aim, I say aim to save 15% of your income for retirement. That is such a great new rule since the SECURE Act of 2020 just changed the automatic savings availability on your 401k up to 15%. Mm-hmm. Hot dog. It mm-hmm. just falls right in there. But <laughs> one factor contributing to an increase in workers reaching millionaire status in your 401k is saving a higher percentage amount of your annual pay. So you should be contributing at least 15% out of your out of your paycheck to that workplace retirement account. Now, you don't have to put it all in the 401k. What if you want to have some pre-tax savings and then some post-tax savings? That way later on that money wouldn't be taxed out. So you've got to have a little bit of a balance. And workers do often reach this percentage with a combination of your contributions and matching through your employer. So let's say that your employer matches 5%, you're putting in 10, they're putting in 5, you just hit your 15%. That's a great position to be in. Well, it, it is, and, and a, a, another great position to be in, in with anyone is having the right strategies for them in place, leading to retirement and in retirement. And that's where Christina comes in. And here is your chance once again with 10 openings this week in her schedule to schedule to get in front of Christina and talk about you at no cost, no obligation. That's right, folks. We did open up 12 last week, and I do apologize, but we are just jammed this upcoming week. So we do have 10 slots that we opened up for this show specifically. So do not hesitate. Right now, if you're hearing something that you need some additional information on, or if you feel like you want a second look, you want to make sure you're on track for retirement, 
pick up the phone, give us a call, drop us the word powerful in a text right now. And the number to call to do that is 800-832-1100. You can call or you can text powerful to 800-832-1100. What are the strategies for you? It's not a cookie cutter approach that Christina takes. It's definitely a custom approach that she takes to get you on track in the right way for you. And so learning about you, how you see your retirement, what is the individual and and unique to you financial situation that you bring those puzzle pieces to Christina? Because the goal is to put that puzzle together, which is your retirement. 800-832-1100. Call it or text powerful to 800-832-1100. The show is Your Powerful Legacy Radio, and Christina Ping Kepperling is here every week providing the information. Uh, what is uh, coming up after the break, Christina? There are a number of reasons that not all spouses retire at the same time. One thing is certain, it still requires coordination. When we come back, one spouse retires, what happens next? with your powerful legacy radio and the author of the book, The Retirement Train, your ticket to financial strategies that'll help protect your income, your family, and the life that you love. That is Christina Pien Kepperling, also CEO of Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. Well, Christina, this ought to be a good, fun conversation. We're going to talk about and I guess what generally happens, uh, we're talking about married couples. And when one spouse retires and the other is still working, what should you consider in that case? I would think the budget would need to be tweaked or recreated. Is that the case mostly? It is a very touchy subject. First off, you need to do what's best for you, your spouse, your household. We need to be very intentional. We need to be very realistic and making a budget, sitting down. We're talking about one salary remaining and then any income that's needed to be pulled from your retirement benefit. And the expenses might change based on what that retired spouse plans to do. I just retired a couple And I say the couple because he retired first. She's got to work a few more years. She's still a little young. Mm -hmm. And I see this very commonly. We'll have a husband who is, you know, five, seven, ten years older than Uh the wife. And he retires first. That's okay. And she'll continue to work. Well, then the responsibility shift. That's the more fun part to watch. I mean, I got (laughs) you. We'll take care of the finances. But those responsibilities and how they shift. This one, you know, wanted to play more golf, which is great. The wife works from home. So they're having to make sure and balance that, you know, work and family life with one retired and can do whatever they want. And it's it's so funny to hear the emotional aspect of it. We're not just talking about finances. It's a change. It's a change. And you know what? You said something that I've been thinking all along on this subject about the working spouse going somewhere. But what if they are working from home? Then you're both home together. You are. What are you doing? I'm trying to work. Loud. (laughs) Uh. I think my husband is probably the most ingenious person at making the most noise ever. (laughs) He does such an incredible Uh. job at it. I mean, every door closes extra loud, and the footsteps are really heavy, and talking to the dog, and Uh, every kitchen appliance is slamming. Uh, Oh yeah, trying to rest or work. Yeah, one of the two. And why is it when you when you get up in the morning and you're, you're the first one up you're trying to make breakfast for everyone you're trying to be quiet because you don't really want them to get up yet you want a little peace and quiet yourself and that's when all the pans fall why (laughs) why is that (laughs) my husband has his own dog house so he just i mean mean, carriage house my bad i I said dog i meant carriage house so he'll get up and he takes our little doggy if the doggy will get out of bed a lot Mm -hmm. of times he wants to come and snuggle with me but he'll get up and take the doggy and go out to the carriage house and just poke around in his shop, you know, do kind of what he wants to do. But for these retirees, the funniest thing that I see on a regular basis is going to be people do not change their routine. We're all creatures of habit. Some people are really good at forgetting about the alarm clock and it makes their spouse that's still working so mad. <laughs> it's just hilarious to see the way that things uh, change. A little bit of envy, maybe a little jealousy, you think? That's what bit, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe a little bit of envy and jealousy. That's, and that's, that's, that's normal. And, and especially there could be all sorts of emotions. Like when the retired spouse is up late 
and with the TV blaring. You know, that could be another thing. Well, you got yeah, so, so you got to communicate and, you know, you got to be considerate, definitely. And then there are the financial <laughs> aspects to this. Um, this is a good time to really look at how you're going to handle your Social Security decisions. I think that when we're talking about Social Security, people do not take it as seriously as they should. But it is 35 to 40 percent of your retirement income for most households. And married couples should coordinate when you sign up for Social Security to be able to maximize the benefit for you as a couple. And then also, if you're married, to leave benefit for your spouse and how that's going to look. And it's not a fun subject to talk about, but you're probably going to lose one spouse sooner. And based on mortality rates, we're probably going to lose the husband first. That's just the way that runs. Men do not live quite as long because you are very dangerous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, Only the good die young, gentlemen. That's okay. Well, the men do, we do the want... whole my beer too much. That's what it is. Oh, my beer. Oh, my gosh. Well, it starts off like this when they're first born, you know, having three sons myself, I can say very clearly, it's mom, watch this. Uh, yeah, right. It starts young. Yeah. It's when they can start talking. <laughs> right. That's what I'm getting ready to do. They're normally going to jump Don't off of do something. It. Or, Don't do it. You know, uh, or no, even better when they come in and they're mommy, 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 watch this, watch this. You know, they sit and bug the heck out of you. Then you turn around and they're like, I just jumped. Oh, That's oh, missed great. it. Great. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay for oh, you. look forward to those fun oh, things. But yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely something to talk about. And we don't want you to feel like you're burdened at all. We want this to be an easy decision. And anyone who comes in for their complimentary review, and we're going to do a quick needs analysis, make sure that we have all the information we need to give you the answer, yes or no, are you on track? That also includes, if you've not yet filed for Social Security, we give you a Social Security report. This is not what you pull online. The ssa.gov is where you go to get your basic information. We work in conjunction with that. We have a planning tool that shows you what is the best time to file for Social Security? It's different for every single person. Mm -hmm. I've yet to see one that's the same. So let's see what your break even is. You know, what's the best to maximize spousal benefits? What's the best for you? So we'll talk about your Social Security on a very personal, holistic basis. That's a great point because, yeah, if you go to ssa.gov, you can pull up your work history and what you would, all the scenarios you would get this if you retired here. But that doesn't include the strategies. And that's where Christina comes in. And that's part of that holistic uh, strategic process. 800 832 1100. For Christina, 800-832-1100. You can call or text POWERFUL. When one spouse retires and the other is still working. So if the retiring spouse is not yet 65, then hopefully the working spouse has really good health insurance. I do see that quite a bit. So that's one of the advantages um, for you gentlemen who may retire sooner, you know, five, seven, ten years ahead of your wife, because then she can pick up the health insurance until it's time for her to turn 65. And a lot of times... That can end up being a make or break financially. So we want to make sure that you are working for all the right reasons. And health insurance may be one of those that you need to wait. That way you can take care and sign up for your Medicare on time. Remember, once you sign up for your Medicare at 65, you also have to be taking your Social Security. So if you're still working and you're 65, which means you're under the full retirement age because you don't have health insurance, that could be a mess. You may exceed the earnings limit. So we want to make sure and balance all of those things together. I know it sounds like a mouthful, but Social Security, Medicare, we do have a Medicare supplement specialist. Her name's Jessica. She's incredible. And I can't do everything. I'm not a CPA. I'm not an attorney. And I'm not a MedSup specialist. Even though I'm licensed to take care of a lot of these things, I do want to make sure that we have our powerful partners on hand, a whole team to surround you, advocate for you. We want you to be a winning person in retirement not something that you're going to be worried and run out of money. You know, we talk a lot about that sudden shift from accumulation to decumulation, we call it. Um, but what's it like when you have one who goes through that transition, but the other is still accumulating because they're working? That is a huge transition. First off, we need to talk about how much risk you're comfortable with. What is the budget? What is the relationship going to look like? All of these things that we're just now talking about, they're all included in this. And when one is still working and the other one is not, this is just as big of a transition for the one who is still working as it is right. for the one who's not. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah. And 
talking about that from every aspect. And that's one thing that a lot of my clients do tell me that they're very pleased with is that, you know, this is not just a money situation. It's not just financial. It's absolutely spiritual. It's physical. It's mental. It's emotional. And if you're not addressing all of those aspects of retirement, you're missing the boat on that. And I do hear a lot of folks that they will go to another firm and they will get some type of a review, you know, maybe their factory or something sends them over there, which is just fine. And they're getting these reviews. They'll have this big fancy binder with all these charts and graphs, but there's no income in there. There's no income plan. There's no type of a strategy for decumulation. Their spouse has nothing to do with it. Basically, these firms are just taking a 401k and saying, okay, I can put this in the stock market and do this. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it needs to be. First off, when you're getting ready to retire, so if you're in that retirement red zone, you're five to 10 years away from retirement, you're worried about inflation, volatility, all of these types of risks within retirement, and you're getting close, having a regulatory review with somebody, getting prepped for that is important. It's not just about a one and done. So we need to have those conversations on a regular basis. Well, here's what we've learned. When one spouse retires and the other doesn't, it wouldn't hurt for the retired spouse to every now and then have a really nice meal waiting when the working spouse comes home. Turn that <laughs> turn that TV down when the working spouse is trying to sleep. Look at your Social Security. Don't forget your health insurance and, of course, your overall portfolio risk. And, well, actually, we've got about 30 seconds here, but I, I, you will possibly go to a lower tax bracket. Is that a time to look at Roth conversion? It is. If you go into a lower tax bracket because of the loss of one income, then you may start converting some of your traditional, the 401k or IRA into a Roth account. Because if your income goes down, you're in a different tax bracket, it may put you into a Roth savings uh, availability. So having that conversation about paying taxes now, where we know the rate versus later, that's a very important conversation to have. And on a side note there, as you're talking about those responsibilities and about the shift between what was your everyday life like when you're working Mm -hmm. versus when you're retired, sit down and have a good conversation. This is what I want you to put first. I want you to put first your health, your happiness, and respect for yourself and your spouse. Everything else will fall into place. I I promise you. Yeah. If you keep those things ahead of you, just do the right thing. That's how we run things here at Powerful Legacy. If we just keep the clients first, we make sure that your health, your happiness, your well-being is first, then everything else falls into place. So let's make some good, careful and prayerful decisions and let's get you done. Absolutely. And and really getting the strategies together, Christina can work with you on it. Ten uh, opportunities this week at no cost, no obligation. That's right, folks. And when we're having that deep conversation about your retirement making sure that it's no cost and no obligation. That's very important too. You shouldn't be paying upwards a couple thousand dollars, which is what I'm hearing that other firms are charging for this. This is complimentary, even though our schedule is very limited and we're not looking to sell you anything. We're not even looking to take on new clients yet. We want to see if we can give you information. If there's a good fit and we do need to help you with something, we'll have that conversation. But for right now, pick up the phone, give us a call. Let's get you in. Let's make sure that you're going to be on track for your retirement. And the number is 800-832-1100. Call and get on the schedule with the uh, limited opportunities based on her busy schedule. She does open it up on this show every week. 800-832-1100. You can call or you can text powerful 800-832-1100. Christina, one more segment to go. It's coming up after the break. Listeners have been busy asking plenty of questions. When we come back, I'll answer as many as time allows. We're back with your powerful legacy radio. Christina Ping Kepperling. Always a great conversation. And yes, a fun conversation with Christina too on the show, but getting out such good information every week and what to consider with retirement planning. I used to have this simplistic view of retirement, Christina, and it was you stop working and you're retired. That's it. Yeah, you sign up for Social Security. Just say, turn that on. Turn on that pension. And off to the rocking chair I go. It's not like that anymore. It's longer. More of the strategies fall on us now. 
and in developing those strategies. And that's all the more reason to have someone like Christina with you to answer your questions and work with you on getting the strategies together. We've got questions here to close out the show, as we always do. Questions from the listeners, and Florence tops it off. We have a corporation, and my husband and I are president and secretary. My daughter works for us as well. I'm 62, and I want to maximize my retirement. Should I file at 70 or 72, she's asking. Also, should I up my income or just up the amount that I pay? Um, I guess, you know, I, I, does it sound like she's going for a Social Security strategy there? At 72, might have been a mix-up with RMD age. I don't know. Yeah, I think this does sound like a little bit of confusion. And I hear people that are confused about a lot of different ages, you know, 59 and a half. They change them. 62, too. <laughs> 65, 67, 70 and a half, 72, I 70. Know. What are all these milestones? Well, let's let's just hit uh, that real quick on there. First off, if you have a corporation and you and your husband are the president and secretary, you've got to have an incredible CPA on your side. If you do not have a tax attorney and a CPA in your business, you're probably not doing your savings right, just to say. And if we're talking about partially retiring you, we call this the road program, retired on active duty in your business. A lot of my business owners do this. They'll build up a nice business. They're starting to legacy themselves out, passing it on to their kids or grandkids, however that's running. And they're still active, but they're retired. And this is a really complex way to gather income, either from the business, from your retirement savings, however that runs. And how are you saving if you own your own business? So a lot of different things. Um, this is a really tough one. I think you're talking about taxes and Social Security. So get in here and let's have a review and see what's going on. I do want to address all those ages because I just threw a lot out at you. First off, <laughs> 59 and a half years old. That is when you can start withdrawing money from your qualified retirement accounts like 401ks, 403bs, 457s, IRAs that have not had the taxes paid yet, you can withdraw from those accounts without that extra 10% penalty. There is a way around that, which is called a 72T from age 55 to 59 and a half equal payments. This very complex. If you're not seeing a professional, you're probably messing up. You're going to pay more in taxes and penalties than you need to. The next age, 62, that's the first and youngest age that you can file for Social Security right now. And so if you're taking early Social Security, you're only getting about 75% of your overall benefit, but you can start that at 62. 65, this is a big number. I hear more people that come in and say, I want to retire at 65 than any other number. Why is that? Well, I think you hear in the back of your mind, that's when your Medicare starts and that's mm -hmm. when you can collect your Social Security. That's when your employer wants you to retire. That's all sorts of reasons. I don't get it, but that's okay. We'll see if that's the right thing for you. Retirement's not an age number. It's a financial availability mm -hmm. number. So let's make sure you're going to be on track. Then the next is going to be that 66 to 67. That's your FRA, full retirement age for full, full Social Security benefit, up to 100% of your benefit which that max benefit right now is $3,045. So let's sit down and talk about that. 70, maximum Social Security collection age. It used to be 70 and a half for your RMDs. Now it's 72. Required minimum distribution at 72. Anything beyond that, we don't have any specific ages. So we're done with that combo. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more benchmark ages. After that, no. well, you know, and the fun ones are earlier in life, but those are good ones too. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, the, the, you know, those benchmarks in your earlier years, but yeah, I guess life is full of those benchmark ages and they do change from time to time. Speaking of ages, Midway, um, I'm 51. My wife is 52. We don't have retirement strategies in place at all. But now that our son is through college, we're thinking about our financial future. We, we have no strategies in place for our retirement yet, but we do have three life insurance policies, total cash value, approximately 160000 Should we remove some or all of that cash and, and maybe look at some Roth options? How should we begin saving for retirement? Um, no, don't remove that money from your life insurance because that will be taxed as income. <laughs> Let's not oh, do that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, gosh. And it also would eliminate the death benefit, which is probably five to 10 times whatever that cash value is. So let's hold on to that for now. It's safe. It's fine. Leave it alone. 
taking a look at the big picture, 51 and 52, you've still got time to save for retirement. It may be the tax code 7702 that we may want to be jumping into to have some tax-free retirement savings based on some life insurance, based on some living benefit, critical, chronic, terminal illness. And also later on, you can withdraw that money completely tax-free. Better than Roth because you're not limited on your contributions like you are with Roth. If you're over the age of 50, you can only contribute up to $7,000 a year. So a lot of different ways that we can be saving. And now that your son is through college, congratulations, get him off the payroll. Let's save for your retirement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And yep, a lot of time, I guess you would call them very young financial red zoners, but at 51 and 52, but yeah, you, you've got a lot of time there, and but it's a great time to get the strategies in place, not only strategies for launching retirement, but for uh, those you know efforts you have right before you retire. And that, again, is where Christina comes in, 800-832-1100. You can call that number or also text POWERFUL to that same number, 800-832-1100. From a listener in Somerset, I have been receiving survivor's benefits for the past three years. I still work, so some of the benefits have been withheld. I will be 66 next month. So that's 66 in July. So obviously they were born in 1956. Is my full retirement age 66 since I'm receiving survivor's benefits? Or is it 66 and two months? And I think they might mean 66 and four months, Christina, on that. Yeah, I think they're thinking 66 and four. So very complicated. Survivor benefits, when you're under the full retirement age, they're the same susceptibility as what it would be your earnings, excess earnings limit, $19,560. So if you're still working and you're receiving survivor benefit, you're probably earning more than that. That's why they're withholding some of those benefits. But your full retirement age is what we're looking for not your spouse's, not survivor benefit, your mm -hmm. full retirement age. Again, even though you are collecting survivor benefit, we can run that social security report and get that down to the dollar, what's going to be the best for you. I was looking through your book, The Retirement Train. And by the way, anyone who schedules with Christina, you get a copy of it. And we just talked about uh, you see, spousal considerations in retirement. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, you have stops all through your book of life. Do you have a spousal stop on that train ride? <laughs> <laughs> the spouses are included in almost every chapter except Kidville, right. because, of course, most people don't have a spouse when they're in Kidville. But when we're talking about your spouse and those spousal benefits, I know that it can seem a little bit more daunting because you're planning for two instead of one. I am still seeing a lot of traditional households where we only have uh, one higher income and then one that was either less or, you know, they didn't work quite as long, didn't get those social security credits in. Well, then what if a spouse dies too soon? And what does that look like? And it's just a very, very difficult situation to talk about. And I, I understand. I know that you don't want to talk about your life ending, but that's part of your retirement strategy. What if you pass away too soon? So, for those folks that just called in a minute ago and were asking that are in their early 50s, that would be part of it. What if you or your spouse passed away in their mid to late 50s or even early to mid 60s? Yeah. What does your retirement look like then? And those are very realistic conversations that we do have. They're not difficult. We don't make them morbid. They're not. It's part of life. It it's is. part of your retirement strategy. We just hit the nail on the head, get it done, and there it is. We're good. And... I know that when you're reading the retirement train, you're going to find so much information extremely useful for you. And a little bit of that spoiler alert, which you already know, Dave, is that if you're in your 60s, skip to chapter six. See what you should be doing in your 60s. Chapter five is your 50s. And all of these different age milestones, if you will, if you want to call them that, these decades that we go through, the stops are different. You've probably made some mistakes. What can you do to correct that? What can you do to get back on track if you're not there? And I'll give you an example. I did have a very sweet lady that had called into the show ago and she just came in last week and she told me very clearly, I'll be 62 in July. So I'm retiring because I can get social security. Okay. And she has a 401k mm -hmm. that is just a little over $200,000. And she needs almost $4,000 a month just to make ends meet. Oh, wow. Okay. 
her social security benefit at 62 is not even $1,300. Hmm. And with a couple hundred thousand dollars in retirement savings, that 62 age is not going to happen. With only a couple hundred thousand dollars in retirement savings, if you were to induce an income, let's just say on the 4% rule and the minus taxes, we're not even talking about $500 a month wow. from the retirement savings. Mm. And then with the social security being where it's at, that's only $1,800 a month. You're not even at half of what the income need is. So what do you need to do? There needs to be a transitional retirement. There needs to be continued working and have a, a later age retirement goal. It needs to be a financial thing. And I will tell you this, yes or no, are you on track? She is not on track. What do we need to do to get her on track? Right. Well, she wanted to buy a home. Well, if you don't own a home and you're in you're almost 62 years old, don't take that 401k out and cash it out and pay all those taxes. And then you still can't buy a home for that price because oh. you're going to be left with basically half. And then she has no retirement savings. Social Security would have to pay all the bills. I don't think that's a good idea. So I did let her know she's not on track. Let's sit down, hit the reset button. I gave her a really good realistic age if she could just work part time until 67. Okay. That's... And she's collecting Social Security and leave the retirement savings alone. Mm -hmm. She's going to make it because she could work part time if she was to make a difference in that gap of what she needed per month. So there was a way to get around it. Um, I, I don't know exactly what she's going to do yet. She was very happy when she left. That's one thing that well, I take the great pride and joy yeah. in is I care about her and I wanted to give her good, realistic information. Will she be a client? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, but she did get good, solid information. She said the last place that she had visited, she went to a dinner at a big fancy restaurant and she had a couple hundred thousand dollars in assets, which they made her give her assets before she could walk out the door, which I think is silly. But anyway, she gave her assets. She went in to have a meeting with them and they said, yeah, we'll get you retired right now. And let's take that couple hundred oh thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. I'll take no. care of it for you. Well, no, no so it's you, not time to retire. No, you, <clears throat> you did her a favor because you didn't just say, oh, you can't now. You said, but here's what you can do. And that's what's important. Well, here is we're running out of time here. I do want to mention Christina opened a couple of uh, where she actually she opened 10 on her schedule. We have a couple left. Take advantage of it. Get in and get the real story on the strategies right and for when you can retire and get on track. 800-832-1100. 800-832-1100. Call or text powerful to 800 832 1100. Great show as always, Christina. Look forward to getting together with you again, and hopefully you'll be along with us next week for your powerful Legacy Radio. Investment advisory services offered through Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. Christina Ping and her guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services. By contacting Powerful Legacy Insurance and Financial Services, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.